This is the Casey and Kevin Happy Hour Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just wanted to do a quick trigger warning. I do talk about sleep paralysis and sleep demons and also a very rough true crime story. So just trigger warning on that. Thanks for listening. Hi. Hello. How was your day? Um, pretty boring. I babysat Malachi and we watched Princess and the Frog. He told me when it was over, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) He is ridiculous. He is something else. He is really hungry here lately. I feel like he's about to hit a growth spurt. He woke up, like, the first thing he said when he woke up was, can you make me some noodles? Which he ate them all yesterday, so I made him burgers. And then he ate two, he won another one, and then he passed out. (laughs) It's like feeding a teenager. (laughs) How was your day? Oh, it was hot and sweaty. Because you're in Texas and it's hot there. Yes, yes, it was very hot. And it was busy. So that's good. The time went by pretty quickly today. You should just bring in your air conditioner with you. <laughs> it wouldn't do any good. I know. <laughs> so hot. So anything interesting happened this week? Not really, it's only Monday. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I had an eventful fucking week. Or actually, it's Tuesday, my bad. It is Tuesday. <laughs> We're both behind. Sorry. Also, apologies that we're late. We're just, it's been a busy-ass week. For real. <laughs> What do you have for us this week? Okay, so I have a true crime, and then it'll it could be up to you if it's real or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it scared me. Needless to say, I turned on all the lights before going into the hallway. Ooh, my light is off. Should I turn it on? That's up to you. I have a lava lamp on and some lamps and some candles going. Spooky. I need a candle. My last one, the one I had, is empty. They have the two for five pack at Dollar Store if you're on a budget. (laughs) That's what I have right now. And some Dollar Tree white candles. Always. But... So first, I'm going to tell you about this true crime. I feel like it's really important and it needs to be talked about more, especially because it's unsolved and it was declared an accident and there's no fucking way. There's no way. Seems to happen a lot. Yes. Well, his name was Kendrick Johnson 
And there's actually a petition that I sent you, Kevin, if you want to sign it. But I, I signed it as it. well. You can donate. It asks for a $3 donation. You can donate more. Please sign the petition so they will reopen this case. It it needs he needs justice. Like it's it's messed up. He needs justice. But his name is Kendrick Johnson. And if you just type in Kendrick Johnson petition, it'll pull it right up. It'll be the first article or the first link. Alrighty, copy that. Alright, so my sources are a little bit all over the place. I didn't even cite them all. I did use a YouTube video. I used Wikipedia. I used all that's interesting. And then WALB.com. Pretty much just all the first page of Google. All the articles. I read them all. <laughs> just trying to figure it. Like, they, they really don't know what happened because it's just, it's just all fucked up. Okay. <laughs> so he was born on October 10th, 1995. He was the youngest. Halloween. What? I said Halloween. October 10th. The whole. A little bit before, but yeah. A spooky baby. Absolutely. He was the youngest son to Kenneth. Johnson Sr. and Jacqueline Johnson, which that name is so pretty. And Lowndes, I think that's how you sell it, say it. L-O-W-N-D-E-S. Lowndes. Lowndes, yeah. Lowndes County, Georgia. He was a sophomore at Lowndes County High School with a deep passion for sports. He was a member of the Lowndes County High School Vikings football, basketball, and track team and dreamed of one day playing professional football. His family and friends <laughs> described him as a sweet and quiet boy. On January 11, 2013, it was a typical day at Lowndes High School in Georgia. The gym was packed with students. The six-foot-tall by three-foot-wide re- wrestling mask... Eh, I can't talk. <laughs> it, this, it's rough, okay? That's why I'm having a hard time with this. Hold on, I need to hit. Take a drink. Okay. So I bailed out on the first recording. I needed a drink. All right. So the wrestling mats had been rolled and stood up. Students would sometimes climb onto these mats to watch class and text and you know you know how like we would sit on the bleachers or whatever they would sit on these mats a girl in the class a girl in the class could not find out who they didn't name her don't know if this part is true this is all he said she said he said she said like all of it it's still like ongoing like they're trying to reopen the case that's you know what I mean A girl in the class noticed something out of place. A pair of socks were sticking out of the top of one of the rolled up mats. Her screams pierced the air when she realized someone was inside the mat upside down. Teachers rushed over and they pushed the mat over attempting to help the trapped student. Only it was too late. That student was Kendrick Johnson. 
<clears throat> okay, I, I remember this story very clearly, and it already is making me sick to my stomach. I, I do remember this. The main part of it is that they said it was an accident. Like, you know? Yeah. How do you find somebody like that and say it's an accident? And it said that this town, like, racism is very much alive in this town. So that's, like, a key factor into why, you know, they didn't really look into it. And there's some theories, and I will go into it, but I'm not saying that I believe it or not, because these people were bullied because of these theories. So just take it as... These are just my research and what I found. <laughs> So, an autopsy by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation stated that Johnson had died from positional asphyxia with no injury, and the case was ruled an accidental death by, by the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office. They hypothesized that Johnson had fallen onto the, into the mat while looking for a shoe and died after being unable to get out. And I watched the investigator's footage and his shoes, like one was behind his knee and the other one was like on the floor on top of the pile of blood with no blood on it. Like that was the investigation's pictures. Three students told investigators that it was common for some students to store their shoes behind or under the rolled up mats. Johnson was not wearing shoes when he was found. A student at the school said he shared a pair of Adidas shoes with Johnson, which I don't understand. Do you understand? Are you there? about that that's okay did you hear all of that at least I heard all of it you couldn't hear me okay so they said they were sharing a pair of adidas shoes with Johnson <clears throat> yeah and that's and I was replying to you I've never uh, shared a pair of tennis shoes or basketball shoes or boots or anything with anyone in my life other than you still in my sandals but that wasn't in high school, though. No, it wasn't. That was when we were living together as a spouse. And I don't remember anybody, like, sharing shoes, so I thought that fact was very weird. That you is know? weird. Especially because this is a more, like, from what I gather, like, a better school. Like, I watched the interview of the kids that are accused of killing him, and they're dressed like prep school kids, kind of. Jogs, like stuff up. club kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was wearing like a polo shirt with the short golfer shorts, and then the other guy was wearing like a polo shirt and a nice pair of slacks. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. 
so it kind of seemed like a more better off school so i was like why are they sharing shoes but after gym class johnson would always go to the mat jump up and toss the shoes inside the middle of the hole lieutenant stride jones who headed up to the investigation for the lowndes county sheriff's office stated excuse me We never had credible information that indicated this was anything other than an accident, which bullshit. I call bullshit right motherfucking now. Yeah, all of it indicates it's more than an accident. Because he was rolled up in the mat. He wasn't like... The entire situation. The shoes would be crushed under his face. Not under his knees. Well, it probably happened to be a... It probably wasn't even a student. It was probably a teacher or a employee. Well... And they're hiding it all. I don't know if that's correct. Just listen and then tell me what you think. Your theories, okay? Okay. Because I found a little bit of details. And I, I don't know if this is 100% correct. I tried to find everything that I could, but I did it all in a hurry so please forgive me and email us if i missed any details and i will go back over it but um let's see johnson's family questioned this hypothesis as they should because it's bullshit and i watched his mom on an interview and she's the sweetest fucking lady she just wants justice for him you know what i mean she wants to find out Mm -hmm. what happened she just wants to know as any mother would. It was so sad watching her. Like, this is all f- fucked up. But they felt that his death was not being taken seriously, in part because of his race and because of a larger cover up was at play. Unsatisfied with the result of the investigation, Johnson's family hired an independent autopsy conducted by William R. Anderson with Forensic Dimensions in Heathrow, Florida on June 15th. Anderson claimed that his findings indicated traces of blunt force trauma to the right neck and soft tissues and suggested that the death death was not accidental. Duh. (laughs) On May 2nd, are you there? Yes. Okay, just checking. May 2nd, 2013, investigators officially ruled Johnson's death an accident. The announcement came just an hour before friends, family, and civil rights activists marched outside Lowndes High School demanding justice. The Johnson family attorney said information from paramedics contradicts what the law enforcement said. Yeah, because they fucking lied. <laughs> The report from the responding paramedics showed Johnson's body was partially in a rolled-up wrestling mat, but his torso, head, and arms were exposed. The family's attorney said that that contradicts investigators' claim that Johnson's body was found upside down, stuck in the mat. Yeah. Yeah, it's... If this was like the white kid that fell in there, the rich white kid that they interviewed, this would have already been solved. Guarantee it. 
if it was the FBI's, like, the dad of the kid that's accused is the FBI agent, if it was his kid, this would have already been solved within the snap of their fingers. Absolutely. Okay, so... All right. A Lowndes County judge granted the Johnson family permission to exhume their son's body for a second autopsy on June 6, 2013. By June 14th, the teen's body was exhumed from Sunset Hills Cemetery in Valladosta. The family hired forensic pathologist William Anderson in Acala, Florida, which I think that's where my mom's from, low-key, <laughs> to perform the autopsy. On September 3rd, an independent autopsy report said Johnson died from an unexplained, apparent, non-accidental blunt force trauma. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just hearing that right there just makes you want to slap whoever's mouth it came out of. Well, they're saying, like, it wasn't an accident. It was basically the same thing that the second autopsy did. You know what I mean? Yeah. The second autopsy also revealed that some of Johnson's organs were missing and in their place, his body had been stuffed with newspaper. The Georgia Bureau of Investigations claimed that when the body was sent to the funeral home after the first autopsy, Johnson's organs had been put back inside the body. However, the coroner said these organs were not sent to the funeral home because they were too decomposed and were instead disposed of beforehand. Yeah, but where's the evidence? They don't catalog that stuff? They just threw it away. They don't take notes? What's their job really then? They're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. So, on February 7th, 2014... John Johnson's parents accused Harrington Funeral Home of fraud and negligence after a second autopsy showed Johnson's organs were missing and his body was stuffed with newspaper. They claimed that Harrington Funeral Home didn't tell them the truth about their son's body. They didn't. No. They just, they did it to destroy evidence because he was probably beaten. You know what I mean? Yeah. They probably beat the shit out of him. Whoever. Uh, uh, One of the coroners, and I only found this in one article. I didn't see it ever again. I don't know. But one of the coroners reports on Kendrick Johnson's autopsy. In the description of circumstances, the coroner noted how Kendrick Johnson's body had been noticeably moved and that there was no cooperation from the law enforcement at the scene. Dang. Well, yeah, but you only heard that from one one thing, so who knows if that's really true. Yeah. A lot of this information I got is scattered, so... Because it hasn't been... They just didn't give a fuck and just just disregarded evidence and didn't look into it and was like, oh, it's an accident. It's fine. So, 
CNN gained access to the school security footage on the day that Kendrick Johnson was killed, but upon viewing it, realized that it offered little insight into what happened that day. Of course, right? The cameras which faced the match were unfocused and skipped around. All that could be seen from the cameras was Kendrick Johnson walking towards the gym and then several seconds of footage of him jogging within the gym. He was never shown within or leaving the gym and indeed he never did show up for his following classes. A whole hour of the footage from the gym was missing right at the time which would have shed light on what happened that day. It was missing? Yeah. Of course. And they took it to court and they couldn't really prove it. They've been, like, the his parents have been in and out of court pretty much since this shit happened. Like, there's so much that they, they've tried to sue and, like, this poor family, like, they just need justice, you know? So again, sign that petition. (laughs) But I also have like on the petition, they tell you their theories of what happened. And it's legit. The only thing I could find what happened before they found him dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, all I could really find out about who he was, was that he was really into sports. Like I couldn't find out what his interests were or who he was as a person. I, I couldn't really find much because, you know, it's breaking news that he was found ac- as an accident, you know? Yeah. It's fucking stupid. But, so there's an article. Hold on, I lost my place. Alright. An article was posted on ebony.com ebony.com I could not find it because it was removed but I did find like basically the murder of Johnson had to be at the hands of two white brothers and she didn't include names but their descriptions of these brothers closer resembled that of Brian and Brandon Bell who the magazine claimed had killed Kendrick because of a fight earlier which had escalated a year that's what it said on like I I don't even know for sure because that article was removed this was an article about that article (laughs) (laughs) my my FBI skills are showing (laughs) they are I really tried to find as much as I can as quickly you know with my time frame I tried Okay, this is on the petition site, and most of it I did word for word. But it said that Brian Bell found out that his girlfriend, Taylor Eakin, was having an affair with Kendrick Johnson. Once Brian found out, he threatened Kendrick. Brian and his best friend, Ryan Hall, supposedly met up with Kendrick in the gym after third block. Brian then apparently admitted to killing Kendrick Johnson multiple times over the phone. One night, Brandon Bell, Brian's brother, got drunk at a 4th of July party and told people that Brian did kill Kendrick Johnson. Brian Anthony Domek Hernandez, who is a friend of Brandon Bell, 
He said that when he went to Brandon Bell's apartment in Florida, Brandon Bell had told him that Brian Bell killed Kendrick Johnson by striking his neck with a 45-pound weight dumbbell after they began arguing over Taylor Eakin. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And this is like literally like when you go to sign up for the position, this is the description of what happened. And this is the only thing that I could find, really. And these people were accused and they have been cyberbullied online. We don't know if it's true. They did an interview saying that it wasn't them, that they were somewhere else. I saw an article where Brandon was on a bus going to Macon for some kind of tournament and that he was in a class across, like nowhere near the gym. So I, I don't know. It really needs to be investigated. (laughs) According to Brandon Bell, Brian Bell had told Ryan Hall that if he did not keep quiet and help him move Kendrick Johnson's body, his father, who is Rick Bell, who is a retired FBI agent, would make sure that he would pay for it, which is true that he is a retired FBI agent. Rick Bell had been had then contacted Sheriff Chris Prine and notified him about the fight between both Brian Bell and Kendrick Johnson. Then Sheriff Chris Prine contacted the county coroner. Kendrick Johnson's organs were removed and replaced with newspaper to hide evidence, hide other injuries, and allow the time of death to be unpredictable, which was determined during the second autopsy. Rick Bell then contacted another FBI agent who remains unknown so that he could edit the school surveillance video by deleting an hour and 25 minutes of the school's original surveillance video. wonder how much they paid for all that, just for that little kid to look innocent. Well, if he's like an FBI agent, he probably doesn't have to pay. He probably can just call it in, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. That's pathetic. But, you know, they could have paid him off, too. There's no way to know. I hope they do open this case back up. Sign the petition and share it. I did. Oh, boy. His name needs to be out there. There's... It's ridiculous. Ryan... I'm not going to say his full name again. I'm sorry. Ryan Hernandez had said that Brandon Bell also told him that the autopsy was falsely documented. Which, duh. (laughs) yeah this is I can't Kevin it's so it's so frustrating what your computer no this case oh silly yeah (laughs) it's frustrating The Johnsons also accused the brother's father, an FBI agent at the time, of covering up the murder by manipulating the school and authorities involved in investigating Johnson's death. In 2015, the Johnsons filed a $100 million civil lawsuit against 38 people, including three of their son's classmates, the school, the local crime lab, state and federal officials, five agents of the GBI, Georgia Bureau of Investigations, an FBI agent, and more. The parents asserted that the sons of the FBI agent killed Johnson and used their connections to cover up the investigation. 
You still there? Yes. Okay. In June 2016, the Department of Justice announced no charges would be filed against anyone in relation to the Kendrick Johnson death. Fucking bullshit again. Considering there was insufficient evidence to support federal criminal charges. Yeah. As far as the feds were concerned, the case was officially and finally closed. But Johnson's, but the, Kendrick Johnson's parents would still not give up. In June of 2018, Kendrick Johnson's body was exhumed for a second time and a third autopsy was performed. The findings of the second autopsy that Johnson's death was not accidental and caused by blunt force trauma, likely due to being, quote unquote, struck in the neck with a 45 pound dumbbell were confirmed. Kendrick Johnson's parents hoped that with the results of this third autopsy, the surveillance footage which they were convinced had been tampered with and the mishandling of evidence at the scene would be enough to reopen their son's case. It does appear, however, that their quest for answers has only led to more questions. In October 2019, they requested again to reopen the case, and that's all we know as of right now. Oh, I wish them good luck, and I hope they reopen it. <sighs> me too. That was, it was making me sad, like, the whole time. It is sad. <sighs> okay, so... Again, sign up for the petition. I do have a funny question for you, and I want you to answer, and then I will answer. Okay. Okay. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? And I'm so ready for this one. To start? Yes. Oh my goodness. Like, what's one you believe that no one else, like, someone would be like, what the fuck? You have to give me time to think about that. Okay, you want mine? I'm so ready. <laughs> no, okay, tell me. Okay, so you know how Tech 9 is really short? Mm-hmm. I believe that he is part centaur and that they edit his bottom half, and that's why he's so short. And that's why he has the goatee, because he goat. You get oh, it? Oh, my goodness. You're hilarious. That's what secret conspiracy I would like to start because I totally believe it and that would be so cool. And if he listens, I would die. You better uh, watch what you're saying. Tech Nine's gonna come and get you. I freaking love Tech Nine. I do. Too. I just said I'm it would be so cool. You know he would totally love being a centaur. Centaurs are badass. <clears throat> Have you watched Narnia? That's <laughs> conspiracy. That's true. This cats rule the world. Go We're on. slaves. We're slaves to cats. Okay. <laughs> we shovel their poop and feed them. Well, you them. are. You do whatever the little meowers say. You shovel their poop too. I have to. It stinks. Yep. And they yell at me all the time, and it's really annoying. It's because they're running the show. 
and Luna yodels and I want to throw her out the window. She's been doing it as far as she hasn't yet. You'll hear it. Okay, one more question before I get to the next story for you. Okay. Alright, are you ready? Yes. Is cereal soup why or why not? Hmm. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. I'm pretty sure you have to cook soup. I'm not sure. So I would say cereal is not soup. Okay, I say it is soup because in other cultures you can have cold soup. Like like in Princess Diaries they have some kind of like ice cream soup thing. So I say cereal can be soup. And what? Shut up. Did Did you say frozen? As a Princess Diaries. Oh, Princess Diaries? Yeah, whenever she eats the soup and it gives her brain freeze and she's like, cold, cold, and then everybody starts copying her. Oh. Alright, we need to watch Princess Diaries, apparently. Of course. (laughs) Okay. So, are you ready to hear my next case? Which one is it? I'm ready. Uh... It's called The Night Hag. But first, I'm going to tell you about sleep paralysis to give you like a little explanation of why. I don't know. Just listen. (laughs) Okay. All right. Hold on. I lost my dab. Okay. I found it. All right. Sleep paralysis is the state during waking up or falling asleep in which a person is aware but unable to move or speak. During an episode, one may hallucinate, hear, feel, or see things that are not there, which often results in fear. This can occur with those that have narcolepsy, or it may run in families as a result of a specific genetic change. The condition can be triggered by sleep deprivation, psychological stress, or abnormal sleep cycles. Treatment options for sleep paralysis have been poorly studied. Sleep paralysis may include hallucinations such as a supernatural creature suffocating or terrifying the individual accompanied by... What? They got dark fast. (laughs) Oh, just wait. Buckle up. Put on your seatbelts, guys. Okay. Accompanied by a feeling of pressure on one's chest and difficulty breathing. Another example of a hallucination involves a menacing shadowy figure entering one's room or looking outside one's window while the subject is paralyzed. Oh my goodness. Okay, now I'm going to play you this video, and it's only 3 minutes and 34 seconds. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Every night, countless people wake up, unable to move. Their minds and bodies in the throes of a real condition called sleep paralysis. When triggered, 
the symptoms are usually mild from tense muscles to labored breathing. But for some, the experience conjures hallucinations that make nightmares come alive. Here are some of their stories. Sean Green. I've to cope with it. Simple things. Horror films don't really, they don't really do anything for me anymore because what I've seen is more terrifying. The earliest I can remember is seeing a figure that looked like my mother sitting on my bed. Uh, her face is then morphing into some kind of uh, demon. Another time, a little girl was in the corner just just staring at me. Then without notice, she shrieks and runs up and grabs me by the neck. You try to call for help, but your voice, it, uh, it doesn't work and your body um, won't respond. You just, you just, you just feel helpless. On one particular night, I felt like someone was looking at me from the foot of my bed. I knew that nothing was there, but I was afraid to open my eyes. When I did, I saw a woman's head looking straight back at me. She didn't have a body or even a neck, just her head. I still remember the smirk she had on her face. I closed my eyes immediately and I was unable to move. When I felt it was safe, I opened my eyes again. She was still there and she began to laugh at me. I closed my eyes again, hoping she would disappear. Then I heard this scoff and she was gone. So I remember waking up and feeling a presence in the room and I see this woman in a black dress looming above the floor and she kept coming closer and closer to me. I could feel my throat closing and I, I couldn't breathe. As soon as she made it towards me, she floated right in front of my face and started screaming. I bolted out of my bed and I tried to wake up my parents. Little did I know I was still dreaming and I ended up back in my bed in another sleep paralysis experience. It's something that is so wild and surreal that there's no logic to it. So if you wake up one day paralyzed by horrific visions, remember to stay calm and understand that your nightmares are only as real as you make them. Did you hear that okay? I heard it pretty good. That was good quality. Okay, so that was from a great big story called Sleep Paralysis, Waking Nightmare. Sounds like a nightmare. So what did you think about that video? That would be pretty terrifying. I can't say I've ever experienced anything like that or remember anything like that but it can happen but it's it doesn't happen to a lot of people 
Man, that's terrible. So, I'm specifically going to tell you about the night hag. That probably makes you really not want to go to sleep. That's like some nightmare on Elm Street stuff. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) Why? Oh, you just wait. Okay, so first, I'm going to specifically tell you about the demon that sits on your chest. The night hag. Okay, give me nightmares. <laughs> me too. I'm gonna watch a Disney movie later, <laughs> and I'm gonna sage my room. I have it on my bed next to me. I'm ready. So first, I want to tell you, like, I found a description in Dungeons and Dragons, and I wanted to tell you that first. I thought it was. It doesn't really relate, but I thought it was cool, so I wanted to tell you about it because we're both dorks. <laughs> okay, I'm interested. It's from the 5th edition Compidium. Probably said that wrong. I don't care. When an evil humanoid dies as a result of a night hag's nightmare haunting, the hag catches the soul and hag made of stitched flesh. A soul bag can hold only one evil soul at a time, and only the night hag who crafted the bag can catch a soul with it. Crafting a soul bag takes seven days and a humanoid sacrifice whose flesh is used to make the bag. Hmm. That's just in Dungeons and Dragons. Now I'm going to tell you what this bitch looks like. Okay. Okay. And I got this from Forgotten Realms Wiki. And I literally just took their description of her because it was just terrifying. (laughs) Does she look like your mom? Worse. Maybe mom whenever she was dressed up like as that scary thing. (laughs) Okay. Night hags were horrendously hideous beings. Unrevivaled in their repulsiveness even when compared to most other hags, and much more so when compared to ordinary crones. To describe them as merely ugly was an immeasurable understatement, and comparing them to human women at all could be seen as an affront to an affront to the gender. Whether sickly and stout of average built or gaunt and bony, Night hags were mostly visually similar to small female trolls, complete with a strange strength hidden beneath their decrepit frames and a deadly set of long night black nails. Their gait was slow and their bodies ungainly despite their similarity in height and weight to human females. A problem caused by the uncanny ways their joint moved. Their sickening skin tone made their entire form seem awfully bruised. With a, bl- you like what I the picture I'm painting here? It sounds terrible. This bruised troll lady coming at you. With a blue violet hue that could be fairly light or so dark they seemed completely black. They self-augmented their flesh with tattoo-like scars to enhance to enhance their eeriness although it was often already marred with grotesque warts open sores 
and diseased blisters brought on by planar plagues. <laughs> like an unkempt coif, which I had to look up because I had no idea what the fuck that was. It's a woman's close-fitting cap, now only worn under a veil by nuns. Or veil, not veil. <laughs> okay. Pitch black hair often hid most of the night hag's horrid visage and unbearable body. So it has, like, really long, gross-looking black hair. Hmm. Like my wig after I don't brush it. <laughs> gross. Thank Although you. not... It, my wig after Frightmare Weekend. Yeah, say after Zeus plays with it. <laughs> <laughs> Although not without compensating for the lost terror that came from doing so, bones, fingers, and other heinous accessories were typically woven into their manes. So they have like fingers and shit in their hair too. <laughs> I think I want to dress as a night hag for Halloween. Be careful. I'm gonna say Charmin. I also did their history, so I respected her. Please don't come for me, please. I'm scared. Okay. In ways the night hag in question found especially <clears throat> blood curdling. And thin curved horns made their way through the ebony locks. So they have horns as well. <laughs> Behind the veil of hair laid a pair of light, hellish eyes with pinprick pupils radiating a rage-filled red and a jaw that reached out. That describes my eyes when I'm really high. <laughs> my hellish eyes. Mm-hmm. You got that right. <laughs> And a jaw that reached out like a fearsome hook from underneath their sharply pointed noses. Rows of jagged yellow fangs coated in foul saliva rocked unfirmly in their gums and awkwardly jutted out from their festering, wizened lips. Gross. So that's what they look like according to the Forgotten Realms wiki. Now I found some background about her that I got really excited about that I was really excited to tell you about. Okay. So my sources are Vocal Media Horror and then Ranker.com. Okay. Most of this article was about his personal experiences. I just really used his intro and his definition of the demons. And you'll see why I specifically picked this article. I, The first sentence had me. You ready? Ready. In 1984, a film came out that would viscerally impact the horror and slasher genre for decades to come. Directed by horror meister, the late Wes Craven. Rest in peace, we all miss you. Yep. It was it was called A Nightmare on Elm Street. Hmm. Isn't that you something? You totally fucking called it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this bitch. <clears throat> so, 
Its razor-tipped, glove-wielding protagonist, Freddy Krueger, became a pop culture icon during the Reagan years. Also, for a short period thereafter. And now. He's really popular now again. Yeah. A lot of people dress like him at Frightmare. And I'm not going to tell you what that is because I don't want you to go because there are already too many people going and I really want to go and it's six feet apart. Please don't go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Freddy was a serial child killer, one who continued his reign of terror in the surreal world of his victim's dreams. His fedora, also his sweater of course, added a distinctive look that was unmistakably Freddy. But all that is is just a movie, isn't it? There really is a fedora-wearing dream demon, and he haunts the dark. Although, according to those who have seen him, his prominent hat, hence some call him the Hat Man entity, which I've seen... I'm probably way too addicted to TikTok, I know, but I saw a lot of people talking about seeing the Hat Man demon. A lot of them say it. And... I'm pretty sure that's what me and Tori saw in her camper. We both saw it. Something like that. I just, you know, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. Glowing red eyes are the only thing about him that can be discerned. The only thing that is according to those afflicted with a strange condition called sleep paralysis or as it is also known, the night hag. Sleep paralysis is a condition wherein the sufferer hovering, it is supposed to be supposed in a hyponagotic state between wakefulness and sleep, comes to consciousness feeling as if they're paralyzed or alternatively as if a great weight is sitting on their chest. That sounds terrible. Please don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> This whole thing, I just... I picked a good one, I guess. We'll see. Yeah, that's terrible, because I've heard of this before. I've heard of people talking about this before, about waking up and feeling like something's sitting on them. and. Mm -hmm. They may smell a bizarre smell, hear strange sounds, and they may visualize or hallucinate the presence of a monstrous entity or phantom. This is sometimes an old hag or an old woman. Sometimes it is a hideous, cloaked, and hooded phantom with the aforementioned glowing red eyes. Sometimes it is a fedora-wearing hat man. These shadow people are the terrifying nightmare phantasms torturing those afflicted with sleep paralysis. Whereas they are sometimes referred to people who are hag-ridden, hag-ridden, or waking up haggard. Yeah. As if they had gone to sleep and slipped into hell. One additional phantom that should be mentioned, by the way, and one seen at times in the company of the hooded entity is an extraterrestrial thing with a gray alien head and eyes and the lean, pale, distorted body of a praying mantis. 
No, thank you. No, thank yeah, you. You can hear about a lot of that too, though. No, no thank you. A lot growing up. It another like on Wikipedia, it said that it was often like blamed. Like they said they had sleep paralysis when they said they were abducted by aliens. They're like, no, 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 you have sleep paralysis, not aliens. I think it's both. (laughs) Luna, leave her alone. She doesn't like you. She keeps trying to love on Freya, and Freya's not having it. What happened? I don't even know, but I caught it, so here we go. I was just telling you about Freya growling at Luna anyways. (laughs) Probably hear Zeus chugging a gallon of water in the background. I actually do. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. He's a chunky boy. I can hear it through my headset. Alright, she's been called many things throughout history. Demon, Night Hag, Lilith, and yet she is always the same. Creepy, terrifyingly powerful, and malignant. She can appear as a potent seductress, the stuff of a nightmare, or a wretched crone. She induces sleep paralysis. She is like a golem or a jenny made from the dust of the earth and yet imbued with supernatural powers. Her disquieting image dates back to the most ancient stories in civilization, from Adam's first wife in paradise to the succubus who would sit on the chest of her marks as they slept. She perpetuated the myth of the evil woman capable of taking peace from the innocent. Although most people recognize the night hag as a mythological figure, The paralyzing sleep condition related to her image is one of the most terrifying disorders in the medical world. As people often wake up unable to breathe, move, or speak, with the old hag or night hag sitting on their chest. Dang. I'm so scary. Yeah, it is. This feeling of paralysis gives them the feeling of being pinned down by her. Though the medical world tends to explain this phenomenon as a form of sleep paralysis, many people believe it is the result of supernatural forces, ghosts, or demons who are looking to terrify the living, which, same. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. They always say, you know, they have a scientific explanation for the supernatural. Yeah. It's an explanation. I wake up in the middle of the night feeling like there's a ton on my chest, but it's just my pit bull. He wouldn't let her come in. He would smell it. He crushes me. More than she could, probably. <laughs> He's in the way. She's like, eh. 
He's taken. <laughs> <laughs> he has his own night hag. It's Zeus. The Night Hag is not just a witch from Dreamland. She is a pervasive cultural figure, well documented throughout history. She is mostly known as Lilith, which they talk about Lilith in True Blood. I'm pretty sure there's there's a bunch of Liliths. Yeah, Sabrina. I think there's one in the Witches of East End. I can't even remember, but she's the the first witch. Yeah. She's also the night hag. And also the first woman. I wouldn't mind the Lilith from Sabrina sitting on my chest. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) But she's a seductress, a hero, a slayer, like Buffy. And the embodiment of all female wiles and secrets. I actually think there is a Lilith and Buffy too. I cannot remember right now, but I am currently watching that too. I wouldn't Cause, doubt it. Cause I'm addicted. There probably, there probably is. I think she has like spells where she calls them Lilith. Yeah. Oh, and Charmed for sure. Oh, that's what I was thinking, Charmed. I couldn't think of it, and I'm watching that too right now. <clears throat> But for more than 4,000 years, she has wandered the earth as a sinister power who has preyed on pregnant women, infants, and men, and terrified the innocent with her dark knowledge. She has been an interesting part of literary and artistic imagination, appearing in some of the oldest writings ever discovered. As Janet Howe Gaines shows in her study of Lilith for Bibliological Archaeology, Lilith's reputation as a mighty Jezebel began in Babylonian demonology, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Why didn't they teach me that in church? Amazonian Bibliology? Babylonian... (laughs) Babylonian... Oh my god, I can't say it anymore. I'm done. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Next. Demonology is what I want to learn. I'm not going to try the other one. Okay. And move through the world of the ancient... Hittites. 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 Titties! (laughs) My titties? I don't know. Something ancient. Egyptians. Israel... Israelites and Greeks. These words are hard. (laughs) She can be found in the Bible, the Talmud, and in Jewish writings from the Middle Ages. Cast as a witch, the Eve, and the succubus, the night hag image has made a permanent mark on the dark history of the world. Her image as a darkly feminine spirit continued until the 7th century, at which time her reputation became even more sinister. Sometime around the year 1000 CE... What is CE? Wait, repeat it? What? 
sometime around the year 1000 CE. What is CE? I'm not sure. I don't know either. I didn't look it up. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not yeah. entirely sure. I'm sorry. You need to learn more history, sir, so you can answer my questions. I know. I'm a huge failure. No, you're not. You're the bestest. I love you. I love you more. The anonymous text titled The Alphabet of Ben, Syra, or Syra was introduced to the Jewish community. In it, Lilith plays a big part as the winged destroyer who preys on the innocent. And she is also a major player in the history of the world. She is Adam's first wife, the one before Eve, who leaves Eden because she does not want to be inferior to man. I found this and I was like, ooh, scandalous. <laughs> In this fanciful, fanciful addition to the age-old biblical tale, the Almighty fashioned a woman for Adam named Lilith, who was supposed to serve as his loyal companion. But Lilith does not want to lie under Adam during intimacy. She wants to be on top, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. A powerful woman, which, if you would have let her, you would have liked it. I let her over <laughs> me. That's what she wants. I'm down. She does not want to rule over Adam, she just wants to be equal. Much to the chagrin of the creator, Lilith continued to fight with Adam and eventually became so frustrated with his arrogance that she brazenly spoke the sacred name of God, the Tetragrammaton, which was reserved only for holy priests. In doing this, she shockingly proved her unworthiness to live in paradise with Adam. As a result, she became associated with the demonic and flew away to become a supernatural character who is uh, is of Earth and yet not beholden to it and comes and sees you in your sleep. You know, the Nighthag probably doesn't mess with me because I treat all women with respect, usually. Unless they treat me without respect. There's also others. You know how it go. Yeah, because you're perfect. No, I'm not, but I try. Do you have anything to add? Because that's all I got. I really don't want to be messed with by the night hag, that's for sure. Me either. Go, no. please don't. Uh, I wish sleep paralysis wasn't real, and I feel sorry for anyone who has to deal with that. I know. And they need to do more studies on it. It's got to be, I mean, of course everything leads to your brain. It's got to be something in the brain. Yeah, it, does, it said it was like a genetic thing. Or people tripping on acid.
so I have more questions for you if you want to answer them. A couple. Alright. What's invisible but you wish people <clears throat> could see? The wind. That would be funny as fuck. Funny? Yes. Why? Explain. The wind? Yeah. Because you could see it everywhere. It would get in the way of everything. <laughs> I like that. I think my answer would be fairies. Because they're invisible. That would ruin the point of fairies. They but do I need to see them because they keep moving my shit around. They do their magic just to not be seen by us. Their magic wouldn't work if that was the case. Okay. What is something terrifying that we have all come to accept as a fact of life? The government. Explain. The government. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Literally everything they do controls your life. I think a scary fact that we have to come to terms with right now is that people are still dying from this. Masks, no masks. Buy all the toilet paper, don't buy all the toilet paper. Like, there's still people dying from it. Can you hear me? Yeah. What'd you say? I said you just had to be more specific. You just said from this. Are you talking about COVID-19? Yeah. I'm tired of wearing a mask. People die. 10 hours a day. Bad things, though. But I do understand. People are tired of wearing masks. I have to wear it all day at work. It sucks. People are tired of the interfering in their daily routines. And they make the residents wear them when they're out in the hallway, which sucks for them. Especially on the Alzheimer's unit, because they usually don't remember. And they get mad because they have to walk all the way back to their room. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like those memes. Keys, wallet, shit, my mask. Yep. Alright. I have another question. Okay. If pressing a button meant you received $5 million, but it also killed five people somewhere in the world, would you press it? What if it killed only one person or killed 20 people? What if the people were people you knew? For money, no, I wouldn't do it. Even if it was just five people? Yeah, probably I wouldn't. (sighs) I don't think I would. Me neither. Their life isn't worth my happiness. 
So, what is the most... The entire time anyways, probably. <coughs> That's dirty money. Yeah. You feel guilty. I wouldn't want to. No. And then, what is the most uplifting thing in the world happening right now? The most uplifting thing in the world right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Probably the people that are just out there trying to spread happiness right now. Just the people that are walking around not being shitty and pissy. Yeah. Like the people that are making the TikTok videos and doing shit to make other people happy. That's probably yeah. the most uplifting thing on the right now. Was, some of those videos make me legit cry. <laughs> yeah, I mean these people They're go so out of their way just to try to make other people happy. I mean, what's better than that, really? You're so sweet. (laughs) Ooh, I have a game for you. Okay. So we're going to play this or that. You have to pick one. Okay. Dog or cat? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Can I pick skip? (laughs) Nope. Gotta pick one. Dog. Really? I thought you would have picked cat. I think I picked cat. <clears throat> easier to deal with, except for Sirius. He fucking pisses me off, but let's not talk cats, about that. Cats are extremely unpredictable. They're very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Between Luna's yodels and Sirius needs to go outside and Dumbledore trying to steal all my food. Whew. Can't. Alright, Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. I pick Netflix. Phone call or text? See, you know, that depends on the person. (laughs) But majority text. Unless it's you, and you, uh, yeah. I'd rather anyone else just text me. Yeah, my answer's the same. Um, these questions are lame. Okay, mobile game or console game? 
console. I don't have any mobile games and I never play them. That's all I play. Fucking episode is my life. <laughs> I know. It has been for two years. I literally play it to wind down. <laughs> it's like reading lying. a book. She literally ignores me and plays it. I send you screenshots of my outfits. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I tell you all the gossip that's going on and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Because <laughs> it's the most random ass stories in the world. I love it. Okay, music or podcast? Music. <laughs> this one's going to be controversial. Are you ready? Okay iPhone or Android? Android. Same. But Tara's giving me an iPhone. Well, that's because trash is usually free. Mm hmm. Alright, truth or dare? There. I dare you to tell me about your most awkward date. Uh, <clears throat> okay. One time I went to, um, I guess you could call it a fair with a girl, and I got dehydrated, and then we left. And I drank a bunch of water, and then I threw it all up right in front of her. It was fantastic. <laughs> and then we went. Then you what? We went to McDonald's. Did you eat? No. <laughs> I just got some more water. Did she say anything? Oh. Well, I guess, yeah. What'd you say? What do you mean? When you threw up in front of her. Uh, gross. <laughs> Probably, uh, are you gonna clean that up? <laughs> Poor Kevin. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> play a player. I don't have an embarrassing date, but I have an embarrassing throw up story. You don't have an embarrassing date. I only dated you, really. And Josh, he doesn't count. Well, then every time you went out with me is an embarrassment. Boom. <laughs> you win. I mean, that time that I got pissed at Buffalo Wild Wings, or no, at Muddy, Muddy Jake's. Jake's. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That's about it, but one time whenever I took my dad to do something at the doctor 
I don't even remember. Some kind of kidneys check, dialysis, I don't know. But anyways, I took uh, the train to downtown Dallas. I hadn't been feeling good, but I thought it was because I was hot, because it was really hot outside. And I went and watched a movie. And then I felt like I was about to throw up. As I was getting up, I threw up all over the lobby. And I just ran away. Oh my god. And I went back to the hospital. Because I was so embarrassed. I didn't even finish the movie. <laughs> you silly. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> <clears throat> so I guess that's all that I have for today. Well, that was a long episode. I hope our fans enjoy it. We gave them some bonus looks into our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Content they wanted. I don't know if they wanted or needed, but here you go. Oh, my inbox was full on the email. They were, they were asking for all types of information. Was it one of your penis pictures? I think we're on Reddit already. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Some of those Reddit stories are pretty <clears throat> insane. Well, that was a fantastic episode. Good job on all your hard work and research, baby. It was good. Thank you. And do you want to tell them our email again so they can send us their own personal stories or topics they would like me to cover? Can you put it in the link on here so it'd be easier? Just say it. Because it's hard Lazy to bones. It's K double K double H at gmail.com. Jablam. And then what would you like me to do next week? Hold on, I'll write it down this time. <laughs> well, do you have any interest? I, th- I tagged you in something the other day that I wanted you to do some research on. Shit, I forgot. Yeah, I knew I told you to write it down. You should have. I don't listen. Well, we'll figure it out. We don't have to figure it out this second. I'm sorry, fans. All right, next week is a surprise. Surprise episode. Woo woo. Might be in and a also, week. Might be in a month. Might be in two years. <laughs> Shut up! It's gonna be on Sunday, as per usual. So I'm off this weekend. Yay! I'm working a double Saturday, but. It's all good. Alright, well, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.